Welcome to another episode of Kidney Corner. I am Kim Maynard, pre-transplant and living donor coordinator for the Integris Health Nasty Judy Transplant Institute. Today I have with me Megan Barton, our physician assistant, and Jared Schaefer, our pharmacist. With the recent spike in COVID cases and the addition of the new Omicron variant, we wanted to do a podcast on navigating kidney transplant life in the middle of a pandemic and what you can do to help protect yourself. Also with us today, we have Mary, who works in marketing and helps us with all of our podcasts. She is also learning about transplant and is here to help ask some questions that you might have for us so that we can answer them for you. So welcome, guys, and thank you for coming. Megan, can you please introduce yourself and tell us how long you've been with NZTI and maybe explain the role of a transplant physician assistant? Well, I'm Megan Barton. I've been with NCTI for eight years. I actually celebrated my eighth year anniversary this week. And my role as a physician assistant with our transplant program um, kind of starts from beginning to end. So I'm evaluating patients to be placed on the transplant list. I'm seeing the patients while they are waiting for a kidney. I'm in the operating room at times, uh, first assisting. I also am in the hospital setting, taking care of patients after surgery and for any readmissions in the hospital. And then I'm seeing patients in the outpatient clinic for follow-up as well. And Jared, how long have you been with NZTI? And tell us a little bit about your role as a pharmacist. Yeah, I've I've been with Integris for about uh, five years now. And what I do is I work with the transplant physicians in designing and modifying medication regimens uh, to be used after after the transplant. You know, there's a lot of new medicines that are introduced at this time and a lot of old medicines that, that will have some changes. I'm also responsible for educating patients about their new medicines, um, making sure that they know exactly what they're taking and how to take it and know everything they need to know to take these medicines properly before they leave the hospital. So, Jared, I haven't been to many medical places that have their own designated pharmacist. So, after what you just said, it sounds like medication plays a huge part in kidney transplant. Is that true? Yeah, I think I think they play a huge role. I think it's uh, probably the most important part of transplant after the initial surgery is complete. And actually, Mary, um, since medications are so important, we are going to do a post-transplant podcast where we do talk about those medications. So everybody be looking for that soon. Um, Megan, can you tell us briefly what COVID is? So COVID is part of the coronavirus family. Coronavirus disease is an infectious disease caused by the SARS-CoV-2 virus, um, also known as severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2. So it's transmitted through aerosolized droplets touching your eyes, nose, and mouth, very similar to flu-like symptoms, pneumonia, and, and the common cold. Uh, you can see fevers, shortness of breath, fatigue, um, loss of taste and smell, congestion, some GI issues like nausea and vomiting. And again, some of these do change with the different variants of COVID. And why is it so important for a kidney transplant patient to protect themselves from COVID? So unfortunately, with transplant patients, there's a much higher mortality rate, up to 20%, uh, versus the general population where the mortality rate is around 1% to 2%. And Jared, so there are approved vaccines available for COVID. Can you tell us a little bit about those COVID vaccines? Absolutely. So there's about three on the market right now. These are known to most of the population as the Pfizer vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. 
And they're pretty similar in what they're trying to do. Um, just like any vaccine, they're introducing a part of that virus into the system so that your system can start to recognize that in some way and, and build mechanisms in order to get rid of that virus. So in the chance that you do get COVID, your body already has kind of a head start and already has some, some ways to defend itself. And that translates into the virus and the disease being much less severity. So you uh, named the three different vaccine manufacturers. Jared, is there one vaccine that's better than the other for a transplant patient? Within those three vaccines, there's about two. Dif- there's two different mechanisms of those. Uh, the Moderna and the Pfizer have the same mechanism. They're both what you call messenger RNA vaccines. And the third is the Johnson and Johnson. That's a adenovirus vector vaccine. the The two that are recommended currently by our organizations are the Moderna and Pfizer. All right, Megan. So, why would our transplant population need to be vaccinated? Why is it so important for them specifically? So our patients are on immunosuppression medicine, and what that does is that means that their body does not fight infection as efficiently. Um, It's easier to get sick. You run a higher risk of a more severe infection, a longer-lasting infection, and vaccinations can prevent the disease but can also decrease the replication of the virus and the severity of the virus as well. And would timing matter? So, like, For a person who has not yet got their transplant or a person who has already had a transplant? Yes. So we prefer that the patient receive the vaccine before transplant. Um, It appears to be critical to their response of the vaccine. And it has shown that patients with end-stage renal disease or that are post-transplant up to six months do um, have less of a response. So the sooner, the better you can get the vaccine. So Megan, what about other members at the patient's home, should they also be vaccinated? Um, absolutely. It's it's a reduced risk of transmission for people that are maybe taking care of our new transplant patients or, you know, even the younger population that may be out working and is exposed to others that have not yet been vaccinated. So we do recommend any and everyone in the home to be vaccinated as well. And Megan, for those who aren't immunocompromised, the recommended vaccine dose is two injections and then a booster. But for immunocompromised patients, the dose is three injections and a booster. Is that correct? Can you just clarify this? I think there's been some information out there that might be confusing to some of our transplant patients. Sure. So we are currently recommending a series of three primary injections and a fourth injection that would be considered the booster shot. And this is for those receiving the Moderna and the Pfizer. The Johnson & Johnson at this time is recommended to receive one primary injection and then one booster injection. And again, recommendations are changing, so make sure to contact your transplant center for the most updated information. And then what other things can our patients do along with the COVID vaccine to help protect themselves? Hand washing, remaining six feet from others, always wearing a mask, you know, avoiding um, large crowds, limiting your exposure to others, especially if they have not been vaccinated. Uh, Most importantly, contacting your transplant center if you do have symptoms and getting a test. And then Megan or Jared, can either of you talk to us about what treatments are available for our patients? Yeah, uh, I think the the number one thing to remember is if if you test positive for covid immediately contact the transplant center there's there's some modifications that will make to the medicines you are already on 
uh, so that your body can fight this virus a little better on its own. Um, as far as medicines, this is this is kind of a topic that is rapidly changing. There's a lot of new stuff that's uh, come available to us on and off, um, but the the most common one is going to be the antibody therapies. There's some infusions that can be given, um, and there's three currently on the market. But as as Megan mentioned earlier, this virus is changing and adapting, and and the efficacy of these antibodies is going to change based on what variant is is the most prevalent in the population right now. So there's one currently that's working uh, for this Omicron variant. There's also some oral medications. Um, these are pretty new as well. Um, unfortunately, they have a lot of issues with um, interactions and some nuances to them. So again, I want to let you know that you should tell the transplant center because there's some modifications that we need to make to our other medicines if these are started. And then I feel like, sorry, that maybe we should mention the shortage there is right now. I know that that's a little bit of concern that could change at any time. But right now, can you just address what might be going on with that? So really, the biggest issue is just supply and demand. Um, and it's as simple as that. So availability changes week to week with what you know, what our options are and what is available to our center. And that can be different for other centers as well. So as Jared mentioned in the beginning, making sure that you contact your transplant center to ask. Um, the other uh, medication that you may have heard on the news or elsewhere is called Evushield. And that is actually a pre-prophylactic prevention medication. Um, it is another form of antibody therapy. Um, it's just in the form of an injection. So. But yes, supply and demand. All right. Well, we've learned quite a bit today. And before we go, I would like to ask each of you if you had one piece of advice when it comes to COVID and the transplant population, what it would be. Uh, Jared, I'll let you go first. What would you say? You know, I, th I think I already said the main thing, which is contact your transplant center immediately if you become positive. This is a field where things are rapidly advancing very quickly and and, and a lot of changes. And as soon as we know the transplant center that there is a positive case, we can kind of direct you in the right way. And, and this may mean, this may be the difference in keeping you out of the hospital and, and keeping you safe. And Megan, what would you say? So I would say just listen to your healthcare provider. I mean, there's a lot of outside influences, whether it be the news or social media, different uh, beliefs and motivations regarding the virus and, and vaccines and we all want to see our patients succeed and improve their quality of life. And our recommendations are always evidence-based recommendations, and they're given to you to give you the best chance at having success. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming and educating all of us on COVID and how important and safe the vaccines are. If you have any other questions or any questions that you might need answered about kidney transplant or COVID, you can call us at 405-949-3816. Once again, that's 405-949-3816. Or you can send your questions to our email at kidneytransplantinfo at integrisok.com. One more time, that is kidneytransplantinfo at integrisok.com. Thank you everyone for listening and have a great day.